0: What's up everybody welcome to PSI Love You Episode 30 I'm one of your hosts Greg Miller
1: alongside the Pride of Long Island Cal Moriarty it's good. I would say it's good to be here with you today, but I'm just very tired right now. But that's I'm sun soaked right now. But that's
0: like, the thing somebody pointed out last time is every episode mm. of PSI Love You begins with you saying you're tired right now, yes. <laughs> so you're never energized. So I think it's, it's you're just we're recorded
1: too late. You know, like we gotta record it quicker. We gotta record it quicker, not earlier, 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 but quicker. Sure, make it 10 uh, to 15 minutes long. 10 to 15,
0: we just breakouts, just to do a breakout of the, what the show's yeah. supposed to be. Okay, I understand what you're doing ladies and gentlemen. You might have noticed <laughs> we're not in. The Kind of Funny Studio. We are recording on location in Austin, Texas, Texas from Rooster Teeth. Uh, we came down here, did a bunch of shows with them. Or not shows, I guess. Just one bunch of different videos that you'll one day see that we're not at liberty to talk about yet. But cool content for you. But of course, Colin, as you know, mm. every episode of PS I Love You XOXO mm. post Tuesday at 9 a.m. Will we one day miss a Tuesday at 9 a.m.? Of course we will. This week is not it, though. And remember, the plan is always, if we're going to miss it, you go there and it's not there on YouTube. It's not there on your MP3 server. Go to... Twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. Maybe we're doing it there, or just go to Twitter. We've probably talked about it at that point. Something's happened. Sure, ladies Something and gentlemen. All right. If you didn't know, this is PS. I love you. XOXO. It's the number one PlayStation podcast on the internet. It is kindoffunny.com's PlayStation podcast. So go there, watch all the videos, watch the games cast, watch the Game Over Greg Show. Enjoy love and sex stuff. Buy fabulous merch at kindoffunny.com/store. And of course, spread it with your friends. It Goes up every every, every every Tuesday, nine a.m. YouTube.com/kindoffunnygames. Subscribe. MP3 services around the globe. Subscribe to them, too. You know, don't know. Subscri- subscriptions are weird, I feel, for the audios. I do it, but I don't download them all automatically. Mm-hmm. It's however you want to do it. Uh, housekeeping, Colin, mm-hmm. before we get into it. Wake me up when you're done. Kinda Funny Live is still coming. May twenty-eight and 29th. are you worried weird about that, that last weekend? That's right. All right, cool, kindoffunny.com slash tickets. You can go there. Our first question, of course, from kindoffunny.com slash PSQ comes from Midgar777. Hello, Colin and Greg. Have you considered selling some kind of digital ticket for the Kinda Funny Live experience similar to BlizzCon? I would totally part with some of my hard-earned UK dollars to get involved. I love the GDC streams and you guys, and I love the idea of seeing some longer sessions. Thanks. Keep up the good work. Pete. No, Pete. As Kinda Funny Live last year, the whole thing was we wanted you to come to it, experience it. You did. You saw it was more than just us talking around a table. It was an entire event. You can watch it, of course, on YouTube.com. It's kind of funny. Uh kind of funny live too. Same idea. No, it's a two-day event now filled with special guests, filled with crazy things, filled with skits, filled with podcasts, filled with autographs, filled with meet and greets, filled with drinks if you're of age. If you're not of age, you can finally come. So, no, we like to make the event an event that you need to come to. Kindoffunny.com slash tickets. Please come. You'll have a good time. Other piece of housekeeping information: Uncharted Four is up. Our let's play is up of Uncharted Four. Check it out on YouTube.com/slash/KindOfFunnyGames. Colin did not play it. Colin is trying his hardest to stay in media blackout mode yeah, to know care nothing about,
1: about it. Okay. You it. don't
0: care about it. That's a new wrinkle. Yeah. That I didn't know. I don't care about it. Anymore. I thought you cared so much about it you didn't want to ruin.
1: Nah, I just don't care about it. Anymore. I'm only
0: kidding.
1: I'm only kidding. I don't care about it quite a, quite a great deal. Quite a great deal. Quite a great deal. I'm glad. I'm glad you do. I am so. You see, it's the it's the weather. It's the it's the, the hot, sun. The heat of Austin. We were outside for so long. Right. We're people who belong indoors. We were so very sun soaked. Yeah. So very sun soaked. Yeah. Uh, but you're olive complexion. Well, my Italianess is I'm looking very Italian right now. Yeah. But I'm on the border where it's getting a little red. Your ears are red. You're yeah. Put well, well, in I don't your care ears. about that. Who cares?
0: Okay. I'm just I'm just saying, like I think yeah, I agree with you. This looks this is a fine piece of Italian salami right there. This yeah. is a fine piece of Italian yeah. meat. Cured that. perfectly. Look at that. Ears. That, that's a hot sauce. Dude. What did
1: they used to do When
0: back they were working in work the, the fields? Yeah, like, like when you're a farmer and shit? Yeah. Like
1: when you're like going explore... Before, before... That's why they had the big well, hats. What was the... Comp, what's the... Well, give me a company that makes some some suntan lotion. Coppertone. Coppertone. Before there was Coppertone. Yeah. Before I couldn't even think of the word for, the, for cooler. Yeah.
0: You... Well, and also you can just... The time zone threw you once last night where you're like why isn't this video live we're like, it's two we're two hours ahead but then the exact same situation happened this morning and this was before the sun exposure mm-hmm. so yeah, you got, you got, you're,
1: you've been clanking around right I'm having there. a rough kind of day I'm not rough I've had a life, good day i had, had, had a, a rough, rough life pretty rough life yeah. but I've had a good day I've had a fun day yeah see when we do these productions I'm not very comfortable with them though because there's people there was literally a woman holding an umbrella for you right and then she held it for me and for Craig from. Screech and I, I was before. like you know I'm like I don't very, very, a nice nice job, very nice though. woman, but I'm yeah. like, I, I just don't. And then, you know, they're like handing waters to us sure. like writing our names on them, like, very, very, like, uh, very doting. Yeah. You know? And I, I don't like, I know you live that life. You love that life. I, I, you love it. I, you don't even to, well, to say it. it's, I don't want to hear anything else you have to say about it. But I'd, I'm not comfortable with that particular life. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. So I don't. But it's just that you are so used to
0: our life of Kinda of Funny, mm. even IGN to an extent, mm. that when you get to a production that's run like a production, mm. it's another world for us. It is very bizarre that mm. they have enough people mm. where literally one person's job is to make sure we got enough water, be on a headset, be ready to help. They do you believe it? Because we would have done, the guy who was running the camera, the person who was checking the mics, the people who were giving us water, the one who was doing this, the guy who's buying craft services, the one who was driving around getting, that all would be Kevin. That's how we would run that shoot. Yeah, We'd be like, it's Kevin, and then we threw six pence at Sean Finnegan, he's over here helping us
1: out too. It's weird that we're paying him in pence. So I guess what I'm saying—it's weird too. That's what you got. I pay. like doing these shoots. It was a lot of fun. It was good yeah. to see everyone today, but I don't want to do them too often. I don't because think I need to stay. That. I need to stay very grounded.
0: Oh, I know. You know, it's yeah. very important yeah, to me. Yeah. Oh, oh man, you could get ungrounded in any second. You never <sighs> know.
1: You never know what's gonna happen. Here's what I want, want to know, know. Carl. Yeah, tell
0: me about it. Uh, I've been gone. Mm. I went to LA to mm. do the Final Fantasy event, then I went to Austin okay, you look for, it over it one time. for for some Roostery stuff. Then to see Scott Lowe's bachelor party. Then this you Tuesday just went and saw Scott Lowe's bachelor party. Watch. By the it, way, you couldn't just
1: have a bachelor party. Watch
0: it as a casual observer from the outside. Couldn't just have a bachelor party. I didn't
1: have a bachelor party. I couldn't just party.
0: have I I couldn't just attend a bachelor party. How about fair that? Fair enough. Thank you okay, very much. Enough. Thank you very much.
1: Because you had to make a fucking hashtag for it. They now again that was them. that was a funny hashtag. That was them. them. But you. It's like well, if, you have, it, yeah. if you have a question for Scott Lowe, tw- tweet at him with the hashtag can you just go to a bar and drink? No, that's boring. Just go to a fucking that's strip boring. club and see some ladies. That's boring. I'd rather live stream Periscope from the strip club. Yeah, you guys are fucking it's crazy. Q&A's. Yeah, we you enjoy really it. Are. No, you shouldn't don't enjoy it.
0: What have you been playing in the time apart? What have you been doing with your life? Not much. So uh
1: sphere? Ramon was here. Right. Game of Reggae Show is already up or is going up this week with him in it. Right. Um, and we also did the Patreon exclusive for uh, our Patreon.com/slash kind of funny spoilers with him, and that's a really people are digging that episode. He's great. Uh, reminds you a lot of your dad's episode, where yeah. people seem to kind of take to it. Um, so I played a little bit of the division just to show it to him. I'm like level 28 now or something like that. I just stopped playing because I, I, you know, he's here. I want to be rude. Sure, of course. And then uh, on the flight down to San Diego, uh, and then on the way here, I, I dabbled a little bit with uh, two games. Okay. So I played Big Fest. For the oh, first time,
0: no. Now I played Big Fest, no. Kind of trash. Like, yeah, I was total pretty, trash. I was
1: pretty excited about the idea of the game. It, it had like a very um, uh, tycoon, you know, yeah. ex tycoon kind of thing going on. Uh, with you know, but you're like working a festival, music festival, and, and all this. I'm like, oh, this game sucks. Like I just I, I don't know why it just didn't run very well in Vita. It's fucking ugly. Yeah. I don't usually mind the way a game looks, but I mean, this game looks 15 years old. And then I messed up a little bit with CivRev 2 Plus on Vita.
0: I I have it. It's installed. haven't had time to play it yet. What did you think?
1: I played it very briefly. Like, just through the tutorial and then, like, some odds and ends in it. And I'm just having issues with the control input. Uh There's a lag with the control input, at least that I'm observing. The load times are pretty egregious. It doesn't seem like it's very optimized for Vita. Now, that makes sense. It's the Vita. It's not going to run... Share a game like that well, but um, so though that's all I've been messing around with lately. But we did get Ratchet and Clank, and so I think when I go home, we're gonna go home tomorrow morning when this around when this post is what we're gonna get in. Uh, I'll probably dedicate the next day or two to that and just get that out of the way. Yeah, and yeah. then uh, and then jump back into other shit. You know? Okay, okay. But I imagine you played only Vita games since you have been home for a week.
0: Yeah, I played a lot of XCOM, not a lot. I've been playing XCOM in the Vita. I'm not like a million hours into it or whatever. I'm enjoying it. Similar to what you're talking about, right? Where it's not. Running great. The load times seem longer. Uh, the texture the texture somehow got lost in this port. Yeah, no but Who the fuck cares? No um, you know, it's XCOM. It, you know, the actual gameplay is still there. Mm-hmm. The building out my base is still there. Something Ooh, playing don't the Vita I like, like XCOM. When no, I came out on PS3, I swear, I when I came like on PS3,
1: it just I don't like. I don't. I don't know. It's. I'm very particular with my. Uh, no, really. My, my strategy roleplay. Okay. Person. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, I never would
1: have pe- pegged you as a particular person. Very particular. Okay, okay. Really hungry right now too. Like I. We had a very nice, you know, catered lunch. Yeah. I also had a taco or a burrito, actually, this morning. A little beef and a little egg in it. But I think... Why did it make a burrito? Because they were breakfast tacos. Were they tacos? Yeah. In a soft shell? Yeah. Hmm. Because I feel like that's a burrito. Oh, Like, is a taco really a taco if it comes in a soft shell? Yes. I don't know about that.
0: Anytime you get street tacos, they're always in soft shells. Huh. See, like,
1: my whole conception of Mexican food, before I was 17 or 18 and came to San Francisco for the first time was maybe a little younger than that was the crunchy shell tacos you get in like those yellow boxes you know what I'm talking about oh yeah yeah yeah. the uh I want to say O'Reilly but that's you know
0: Olay like you know what I mean yeah they have a a little uh, that's right you get a little
1: bit ground beef in it yeah of course very bland yeah very incredibly bland I don't know what we were thinking in that shit it's like Taco Bell
0: that's terrible what were we talking about? Somehow you started off on a, you're hungry. It started when you were hungry, and then we got oh there. yeah. And so I'm gonna I go smash and,
1: burger, I think tonight. Smash that burger, and then I'm gonna just go to bed. Probably we gotta fly out early tomorrow. Early morning. flying out very early tomorrow. Yeah, extraordinarily early. Right. It's cut. You know why? Because of our allegiance to Virgin America.
0: It was either if, and if we're gonna fly Virgin America and be a direct flight, it means that we're either leaving at seven or we're leaving at five thirty at night. So we jumped on the 730 Or 7 o'clock
1: My clock says it's 345 I know it's fucking So we we But in fact we would have Missed the play Because it's not 345 (sighs) Colin let's begin the show With what
0: is And forever will be Roper's report
1: (laughs) Time for some singular Possessive news Uh there are 12 items on the
0: list A baker's dozen Went to the bathroom right here Yeah Where? I already went to it You go out? Then you take a left, and then you take an immediate right, and then another immediate right. Go to
1: the bathroom.
0: Okay. Do you want me to fill time? Yeah, fill time. Now the funny thing about this, I think they're gonna. Well, eventually you get out of range, I guess. But like, I'm not. You want to hear me tinkle? I don't. I don't know. I mean, are, you, let me, I mean, I can mute your no. mic. No. Hey, everybody, it's me, Greg. How you doing? This is an interesting episode of PS. I love you, XOXO, isn't it? Uh, I'm enjoying myself with it. But that's like the shenanigans you get it's kind of funny. Where, again, I think we could have done a couple different things, right? We could have not done the episode. We could have just not had an episode. I don't like doing that. I never want to miss a 9 a.m. publish on Tuesday. Uh, I had thought about last week doing, when we did PS I Love You XOXO, grabbing Colin and making him sit there and doing another one. Because I think there's evergreen topics we could do. But I also like the idea of this PlayStation show, which is always topical, always based on what's happening in the news or tacos. Um, I like the idea of being there. I don't like the, I, here's the thing. IGN. Loved IGN. IGN's amazing. I've said that a million times, right? When we were there, we always felt like there was a bar that needed to be met in terms of, you did not, there's no way you went to the bathroom that fast. It went away. It went away. Yeah. A bar that needed to be hit in terms of like, we would never probably shoot this here unless it's a conversation, but you know what I'm saying? But here, I just throw up a photo of Shuhei, a little logo, this little cotton down there, still got a timer still seeing the timer move and you're ready to go you got
1: a show, show. I, feel like I feel like the timer's moving slowly show. like it's time dilated like we're on Miller's planet uh, don't steal my references if It's the one reference you make in that movie
2: all the time
0: right. we should get the couch like this for the back home for the show look at how, how comfortable it's a road. nice couch to
1: I'm not gonna lie to you and say it's not a nice couch thank
0: you I'm glad you're not gonna lie oh, I'm so very tired
1: okay what are we doing you're in Roper's report. You're supposed to There's go. 12 Number items. One. There are 12 items. Baker's doesn't. We already covered that. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Number one. Final Fantasy XV has a release date. Finally. <gasps> Will launch globally on September 30th of this year. That's right, 2016. Should the game launch on time? It will have been in development in some way or another for well over a decade, having changed names from Final Fantasy Versus thirteen to Final Fantasy Fifteen several years ago. There's currently a new demo for the game available on PlayStation 4 if you want to get a taste of what the final product might, might be like. There are also two collector's editions, both of which I think are sold out by this point, so Correct. I would put them in here. Would you like two, two stories,
0: two uh, reader mails from it?
1: Sure. Ladies and gentlemen, a lot of people wrote into kindoffunny.com
0: slash PSQ to, to answer, ask their question for us about Final Fantasy. And... Final Fantasy Uncovered, thank you all for being so good to us. Of course, Uncovered Final Fantasy 15 was hosted by Tim and myself down in L.A. from the Shrine Auditorium. 6,000 of you live in the room, thousands online watching. You made it for an amazing event. You were all very nice. Even the people who didn't believe in us in the beginning seemed to come around and be like, you guys didn't, weren't ruined or, ruin, or you weren't horrible. Were
1: people being mean on the internet
0: about it? Surprising, right, that people would be mean on the internet? But it was really the, the before, the after. They were like, okay, mm-hmm. fine.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, first one comes from Kuro Inferno. Hey Colin and Greg, this question is from my boy Greg Miller. On the 30th of March, you, Greg and Tim hosted Final Fantasy Uncovered to announce the release date of the game. Before the event started, GameSpot leaked the release date. Do you think that was a dick move by GameSpot? In my opinion, predicting the release dates of games is totally fine, but leaking them, especially just before the event, is not fine. To be honest, it took away a lot of the excitement for the event in my case. I would love to hear your thoughts and Colin's thoughts on this Kuro Inferno. P.S. Love from Arabia. Um, not a dick move. It was not malicious in any way. That, and, the, and I think we've been a part of it both at IGN. I think I don't, I'm trying to think. Have we leaked? Any, have we fucked up a, an embargo for kind of funny yet? Because it'll happen eventually. Yeah, it happens. I mean, these things happen. That's the whole thing. You it's put it in, especially for a company as big as GameSpot, as big as IGN from when we were there. Uh, stuff moves. There's so many different people's hands that you lose sometimes the gatekeeper who is the person who's saying, this is when it's supposed to go live. So yeah, that went up and it was early. And it wasn't, it was I, you know, I got a lot of tweets from you guys saying like, the people I feel really bad about this leak are Greg and Tim. And like, no one on our end cared. Because there were so many other things to announce at that Final Fantasy event, but nobody was hung up on the fact that the release date was out. Not to mention the release date had kind of been leaked. Yeah, the the release date was leaked.
1: I think uh, Gamatsu had leaked the, the release date. Um, and that's September 30th they had been floating around for a long time and obviously we had known the release date for a while before yeah. the event so when I saw that I was like that's unfortunate I felt bad for my friends there because we had been when we were at IGN not that you and I were ever personally responsible for any of the leaks because we weren't but th- those things those things did leaks did happen I remember specific games that we did leak or specific details of games sure. that did leak and it's not always a person that's responsible it's actually like sometimes a YouTube mistake sometimes YouTube just publishes shit Some, yeah. you know, which is why like you don't let me give you an example. Like when Rooster Teeth, when we announced our collaboration with Rooster Teeth for Let's Play Live and and all of this kind of stuff that we're going to do. With no, the, no, kind of funny live, kind of funny live. <laughs> They're presenting kind of funny live. <laughs> um, kind of funny live, sponsored by Let's Play, or whatever it's called, or yes. whatever. Let's, Let's play, right? Let's play presents, presents kind of funny live too. Tickets funny. on sale at kindoffunny.com. slash tickets. <laughs> and uh, and we had our store and all yeah, this yeah. kind of stuff. I, we had known about that for obviously a long time. We were negotiating the deal, but. I was so scared that something was gonna leak before Rooster Teeth was ready that I actually wrote all the tweets and Instagram stuff and Facebook stuff instead of putting it in Hootsuite, which is what we usually do, so that yeah. it publishes it automatically, like, at a certain time I can publish, I can put something in there now, and I think I actually put things in Hootsuite now that will publish in, like, 30 years, I did, but, yeah. uh, I did but for that kind of stuff I was so scared that there was gonna be a technical glitch, which yeah. happens sometimes, yeah. and what might have happened to GameSpot, for all we know. That I was like, I'm gonna write this all by hand exactly when it's happening. And so I, I woke up really early that morning and was doing it along with with you guys. When I really could have just stayed in bed and had all this shit going rolling sure. out whenever I wanted it to. So same thing. For I sympathize with that.
0: Today's Let's Play of Uncharted. Last night, you know, the time zone thing. I put it in. I put the you know I wanted to go live at 7 a.m. and I have to go in and put Los Angeles time and then I bounce out and I come back in to look at it in Video Manager and it says 7 a.m. local time and I went and changed it and pop back out, pop again. It says local time and so I'm assuming. It's reading local from somewhere else, but I didn't risk it. I just privatized it, went to bed, woke up, you know, thirty minutes early, set it for the right time, yeah, right time again, and left it, and then it went live yeah. the time I was supposed to. Go. I
1: think we're GMT plus seven in San Francisco, and I think that's how YouTube reads stuff. But it's it's scary to like not know if you're logging in and kind of fucking on yeah, of course, being of different time zone. Yeah. So I don't know. To me, it's it's uh, so I feel bad for Gamespot just having known that that kind of stuff happens, and I did feel bad for you guys too because even though there was other news to be announced, other things did leak from. Um, from that, like that, there was going to be a new demo and all that kind of stuff, and I felt bad for you guys because I was like, "Well, that that does steal some of the thunder, but it doesn't seem I like anyone really thing. remembered once the event happened." I well, I made a-, a
0: bunch of references to it on the, on the stage. I wasn't
1: I wasn't able to um to, to watch a lot, but I heard you guys did a really good job. Sure.
0: Nick Scrappy doo yeah. your bag's in Bethany's office. That's where I put it. Thank you. No Sorry, problem, guys. Sorry to interrupt. You. We don't care. Get out. Love you. We talked about tacos for the first ten minutes, and then Colin wandered off, and then he lost the desire to pee, so it's not a big deal. We getting tacos later. Probably.
2: Cool.
0: See you later. Bye. Okay.
1: We're good, kids. Number two. You're oh, I'm sorry. Going. I have one, one more. Fan. I have oh, one more Final, Final Fantasy. Fantasy
0: 15. One. Okay. looks so good looking. He distracts me.
1: Uh, He's not that good looking. He's not that good looking. You're better looking than me. Thank you. God. Oh, God. Jesus
0: fucking Christ. Kazzy B wrote into kindofunny.com slash PSQ just like you can It says, Hey, guys. Greg, first, I would like to say good job on the Final Fantasy XV uncovered event. You and Tim <laughs> did great. Wiki account. However, my question is more of a sad one, frowny emoticon. Mm. Well, for me anyway. So the Final Fantasy XV Ultimate Collector's Edition was very limited. It had 30,000 units worldwide, which sold out in minutes. I live in Australia and thus could not buy the product off the SE store as they do not ship to my country. Australia received 80 copies for our entire country, so of course I could not get my hands on it. I've been waiting for this game for 10 years, so my question is basically, do you think this is fair, and what are your opinions on the mat- mat- matter, he says man. Um, have you experienced anything like this? Sheer disappointment. Keep up the great work, KZB. P.S. I hope they make more copies for me down under. P.P.S. I hope Tim has his copy ordered. I'm very jealous.
1: Uh, well, the idea of limited editions and special editions is to limit them. Right. So, I, I mean, eighty seems like a little bit low for a country of Australia's size and economic prestige in terms of their ability to buy games. But I did hear that these sold out very, very quickly, that they're going for three or four times what they're worth um, already. Black market. um, Not that people have them in their hands, but the promise of getting them in the future. Right. Uh, so no, I don't think it's necessarily a big deal. Although I did also read that their Square Enix is open to the idea of printing more. Of course, but I I, I, I think they would do that just because there's more money to be made, obviously. But I don't
0: yeah. think it's unfair. It's it, there has to be a limit to it, and when it gets to that limit, that's how it's going to be. You know what I mean? And like, has it ever happened to us? Like my example always is the 20th anniversary PS4, which now granted we have one back at home base, but that before that was given to us, you know, through Sony, it was that. At PSX that year, I was walking around refreshing my phone, trying to get in. I wanted to buy it normally, and that didn't happen. It happened to a lot of people that way.
1: Yeah, I, um, I have the collectors or the uh, the 20th anniversary of PS4 as well, and and I, I was sad for people that really, really wanted one that they weren't able to get one. Yeah, you know, especially the people at PSX that was so so ironic. The internet yeah. wasn't good enough at PSX where people were kind of getting hard, screwed. But the, most the hard hardest hard.
0: core people are
1: there at the event and can't get out. To but. Either. But I also say that like it's just it's just more clutter in your life. Yeah. You know? Like I, you know, do you really do you really need? Well, that's not the argument. The you collectors do their stuff. stuff. Yeah. The another you another the game. Like that's what like the, the game. Yeah. Is, well, I, yeah. I don't even game. know. I don't
0: think Tim has any plans to order one or did I, for sure. And then the other one I found recently is PSVR. You know what I mean? I was on a plane when PlayStation VR. Uh, core units went for pre-sale and you could only pre-order one. Yeah, it would only let me pre-order one. Yeah, so we'll it's like, to, yeah, we'll that, 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 that's the luck of the draw. That's what happens. I'll, I guarantee I'll still have a PSVR on launch day because I'll, you know, either I'll murder somebody. I'll I'm sure. I,
1: I mean, it, granted, Sony will probably send us a couple.
0: Is that, but I, that, but, I it. but I do want to buy it as well. And that's my thing is that I think there'll be other pre-orders here and
1: there, and sure. you'll be able to get in there. Sure, maybe we'll go wait in the line. Number two. April's PlayStation Plus games have been revealed, and as usual, there are six of them. Surprisingly, there is no platform crossover between them. PS4, PS3, and Vita get two free games each. On PS4, Dead Star, which is a kind of multiplayer space shooter, I mm-hmm. think, and Zombie, which is a port of Zombie U, the Wii U launch game, are oh, free. God. On PS3, I Am Alive, which you didn't like very much, and Savage Moon, which is an older PSN game, uh, are available for free. And on Vita, A Virus Named Tom, which is new, I think comes out tomorrow, and Chuchimi are free. Okay. So a pretty mediocre month, actually.
0: Yeah, that's not a great month at all. No standout that I think is amazing. Even though a lot of people did like I Am Alive and did not agree with my review. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't play it. Because you believe me.
1: Yeah, I did. It's just other things to play, you know.
0: And you believe me. Sure.
1: You now... your boy, Greg Miller. You believe him. Now, number three is... Uh, comes from Neil Gaff. User Annex... Annex and Hume? I don't know. Uh, it says... Uh, that he or she got a few survey screens having to do with Mass Effect, and I wanted to legitimately or... Um, I want to legitimately off. read... Uh, briefly read uh, these what seem to be legitimate leaks. Okay, okay. Um, and they're not really even really leaks, they're marketing materials. So it's the... the what he's... Uh, he or she shared it says, which of the below best describes how you feel about buying the next Mass Effect video game? And then it says it's described below. And So here's the quote of the description of the game. It says, Mass Effect Andromeda takes players to the Andromeda galaxy far beyond the Milky Way where players will lead the fight for a new home in hostile territory where we are the aliens, opposed by a deadly indigenous race bent on stopping us. Experience the freedom to traverse and explore a planet-dense but seamless open-world galaxy rich with discovery. Play as the leader of a squad of military-trained explorers and an intense third-person shooter with deep progression and customization systems. This is the story of humanity's next chapter, and player choices throughout the game will ultimately determine our survival in the Andromeda Galaxy. Available at $59.99 for Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and Windows, PC, Mac. And then they give the options, definitely would buy, probably would buy, might buy. I would definitely buy that. Would you buy that? Yeah, well, I'm going to. Um, and uh, let's see. There's other stuff in here um, that asks them to kind of describe, it seems like an overall immersive experience. I expect the graphics to have cinematic quality, blah, 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 but a bunch of marketing speak. Um, and then uh, I just wanted to bring to other people's attention about Mass Effect, since we're so excited about Mass Effect Andromeda, since we have to wait longer than we thought we were going to have to, because the game was pushed into Q1 or Q2 of 2017. Uh-huh. From the end of this year, is that if you go to Neil look for a Mass Effect Andromeda short gameplay leak uh, from Taker Thirty Four, um, the Undertaker. Basically, it just shows what. So it says, "Hey guys, I just found an interesting video reel on a website of a certain developer who is currently working on Andromeda. The clip contains a few seconds of gameplay. Um, so you see, like what looks like the, pro- the the protagonist, the shepherd in this using a jetpack on the planet surface to jump around. The ga- the HUD is very familiar looking. Looks right, uh, the the game looks like Mass Effect. I don't know what I was expecting. Assuming this is real, and I think it is. Yeah, it does. I don't know real. what I was expecting, but it doesn't look... Like, it doesn't look like... Oh, this isn't what you No, okay. I mean, it looks like more mass effect, which is fine, but I... I, I and this could be early, this could be fake, <laughs> this could be anything, but I was like, okay. Like, real expectations this, up? Yeah, I thought it would look better than this. I okay. don't know that I really care if it does or not. But sure, sure, um, sure, sure. I mean, yeah, that's... That's my take on you know, it. So you can go look for that if you want. This cinematic or whatever, him falling down, looks great.
0: This... Looks like a little bit of the Mass Effect—not janky, but stiff animations. Mm-hmm. But I'm totally
1: fine with that because I love that Mass Effect too. Number four, as as one, Sega has completed its acquisition of beloved games publisher and developer Atlas. As part of the finalization of the deal, Sega will be publishing imp- be the publishing imprint of all Atlas games moving forward, including the eagerly anticipated Persona Five. According to Gamespot, Sega notes that the change is "quote to simplify business accounts and quote and unify its publishing arms." quote after nearly a year working under the Sega Games division, both Sega of America and Atlas USA have thrived and released a combined total of 23 games products. Between Atlas's ability to localize and release Japanese video game products officially and the strength of uh, of Sega of America's reputation as a leading publisher in the industry, the situation cannot be more symbiotic for both companies, quote." That is a quote according to Atlas CEO Na- Naoto Hira-, Hira... Naoto? Hiraoka. That's S- I think how I'm going to say that. So sun-soaked. So very sensitive. You do a pretty good job. You name. are? No, I know. So there's that. Number five. That, would you care? I mean, I think, it's, I, I I think still, it kind of sucks. Yeah, I know.
0: I'm still like, ooh, Sega. Ooh, You know what I mean? Don't, I mean, don't I understand and they, are they doing. own
1: them and they can do whatever they want and I think that they, that was always going to be their intention. Yeah. Um... Sega publishing something though, the, the stature of Persona is going to give them a lot of legitimacy, especially because Sega just doesn't have that much of any value. Like, sorry. you know, so. They got that Valkyrie Chronicles though. They do. Well, that Atlas did. Now they do. Right? Or did Sega Sega always... always say that. Oh, so John Harden, who's a PR guy for Atlas, is now... Oh, see, that was my confusion. That was the crossover. That's why I was thinking that. It's
0: okay. You're allowed to be confused sometimes. I'm sorry. You're Hmm. not allowed
1: anymore. Number five. Number five. Shadow of the Beast finally has a release date. The remake of the 1989 Commodore Amiga game under development at Heavy Spectrum Entertainment Labs was originally announced in 2013 before PlayStation 4 even launched. It since largely disappeared from the radar, was shown again in 2015, and was supposed to originally launch last month. It will now come exclusively to PlayStation 4 on May 17th. Um, so there's that, and I know a lot of people were asking about that game. There were some assumptions before it was shown last year that the game was canceled, because the game was shown at Gamescom in 2013. In the um, and then it was just just never seen for yeah. you know, a couple of years. Number six, Axiom Verge is finally coming to PS Vita around a year after it launched on PlayStation 4. The significant delay was due primarily to difficulty porting the game's engine from PS4 to Vita. The release date on Vita is April 19th and will be free if you already own the PS4 version. The game will also be 10% off for those who don't own it on either PS4 or Vita for the first week after the Vita iteration launches. Assumably as a uh, a make good.
0: Are you happy to finally lift the ban? The band has yep, been the placed band, down, you're, you're not allowed to through. talk
1: about that game until it was
0: out, here you go, it's finally here.
1: And you can, I don't think we published this one separately in the Gamescast, I could be wrong, but we did uh, have Dan Edelman on, who's a PR rep, marketing guy, like, just kind of one-man band for yeah. Axie Merge, he's also working on Chasm and a couple other games, he used to work in Nintendo, um, and we interviewed him about, uh, he brought it on Vita to show us at GDC, And uh, he does go into depth about why it was difficult to port it. So if you don't want to read the PlayStation blog post and you want more on that, you can go to twitch.tv slash kindofunnygames and go into the archives. And the Chasm Let's Play is up with Dan as
0: well. Uh, Colin, Mm. in that vein, I dream of August. Wrote in to kindofunny.com slash PSQ, just like you can. It says, hey, Greg and Colin. I have played many of the games you both have recommended on the show, such as Actual Sunlight and Three-Fourths Home, and they were all good. No game that either of you has mentioned was as good as the Banner Saga. Unfortunately, this is yet another game that was promised for Vita that has yet to be released on everyone's favorite handheld. Do you think Do you think games like The Banner Saga will ever make it to the shores of Vita
1: Island? Yeah, it is. So, so as far as I understand about the Banner Saga on Vita, Sony is funding the port of that game and is actually they, they, taking they control of The
0: developers were pretty clear about yeah. tweeting about, like, we're in our head and what we're doing. This is a pain in the ass.
1: Yeah, so I, as far as I understand, that is in, that is happening and Sony is working on it itself. Or Sony is paying the courthouse to do it. Themselves.
0: Sure. Now, to I Dream of August point, which is a little vague, I, I think we've seen a lot of games recently that were promised for Vita cancel, right? Is sure. that going to continue to happen? Of course I
1: assume will. so, but the, the thing that heartens me is that uh, every week on PlayStation Blog there are Vita games announced. Sure. So I, I still think that we're going to get our, our Vita games, I just don't know... We have to we have to show sales proof that that it's worth it for them to bring these games over, and so um, you know. And so I even the late numbers, Vita Island, I'm super to do good. Well, it's like it's like Bithell told us, uh, Mike Bithell, uh, creator of Volume and Thomas was alone. That that volume is selling very well on Vita. Like it's not like just you know
0: millions you know, of units, but it's doing better than he thought it was. Intended. Yeah,
1: exactly. So I think that there's going to be games like that. I assume that the, I assume that uh, Tom happened and Dan Adelman are going to see the similar numbers sure. with uh, Axiom Church. Sure. So. Um, games that make sense on the platform are going to do well there. And I do think, having played Banner Saga extensively, that I think that it makes a lot of sense on Vita. So, yeah. So, it's coming. Okay,
0: good. Speaking of coming, I'm going to stand up a the nose, but you keep going, because I'm just going to do it right around there. Okay. I get to check the battery on the camera. It's going to be great, everybody. Sure, that's fantastic. Coming
1: right at you. Yeah. Number seven. It appears that both movie projects based on Naughty Dog's properties, The Last of Us and Uncharted, are in flux, with The Last of Us in outright development hell. Word comes by way of Naughty Dog's Neil Druckmann, who spoke with IGN about both films. Uncharted is slated to launch on June 30th, 2017. Druckmann said about that movie, quote, every once in a while they'll come in and they'll present to us, here's the script, here's what we're thinking. We'll tell them what we think works, what we think doesn't work. That's where we're at. Last I heard is they got a new screenwriter, but we haven't seen anything in a while. Ellipsis. Our approach is just to steer them back to those relationships. The most important part to get right is Nathan Drake, Nathan Drake's relationship with Elena, and Nathan Drake's relationship with Sullivan. If you don't get that right, I don't think the film's going to work. If you get the core right, there's a chance it could work, end quote. As for The Last of Us, Druckmann said quote I know I said it in an interview a while back we had a table read, got the script to a good place and it kind of entered development hell like these things tend to do there hasn't been any work done on it in over a year and a half damn anyway. son so if you're looking forward to the last Us movie in especially I wouldn't hold your hand on your ass looking for that anytime soon although Sony apparently still has the Uncharted movie slated for June 30th 2017 although that doesn't sound like it's no to that's crazy. not
0: gonna happen they don't have a cast do they? I don't know. no that's okay
1: that's gonna get delayed for sure
0: that sucks because remember, Last of Us was the one I thought sounded like they had the best shot at. Neil was super involved. Yeah. Maybe the Maisie Williams, this, that, and the other. Was I like, just feel
1: like they need to not do it at all. I mean, I don't I know. I was very t- happy to see that The Last of Us is
0: probably not going to have him. You understand that I'm with you. I wish video games didn't chase movies and feel like they need to do this and let's get legitimate and da 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 But I felt like that was the one that I thought, hmm,
1: that one might have sure. a shot at being great. Sure. Or good.
2: Yeah. <coughs>
1: Here's a, good, a feel-good story for it. Thank you. Number eight. A Sony employee, Alex Nawabi, who works for PlayStation's R&D team, created a special controller for a game named Peter Byrne, who, had, who has uh, cerebral palsy. Oh, a gamer. El- uh, I'm sorry, a, a controller for a gamer. Gotcha. That's why I said it right. Created a special I thought controller you said for a gamer. gamer. I'll say it again, but I think I said it right. But, well, you know, sun-soaked. and Sure. A Sony employee, Alex Nawabi, who works for PlayStation's R&D team, created a special controller for a gamer named Peter Byrne, who has cerebral palsy. His ailment often has his left hand inadvertently brushing the DualShock 4's mm-hmm. touchpad, according to Kotaku, which made it hard for him to play. Wabi disabled the dust touchpad as a result and installed a new pause button to the controller that will replace the touchpad's button functionality. Uh, the full story of the video can be found on News12 New Jersey's website. Very and nice. If you want to go check that out, you can. It's a very nice feel good story. Uh, News12, of course, uh, originally started on Long Island, News12 Long Island. So when I saw news12.com, I was getting very You're excited. All over it. I was even more excited about it than I was when I read it the other time. But I thought that was a very nice feel-good story. No, I'm glad that there's people out there doing stuff like that. Everyone should be able to game. Yeah, and I know that... I can't think of it right now, but there is a... Isn't it able Gamers? Able Gamers. Able I was going to say Able Charity. Gamers, yeah. which is a way for developers to learn about how to make their games more accessible to um, people with a wide range of disabilities. Although it, it's, it's, it, it seems like a challenge, but it also seems like a marketing opportunity and like a, a niche that you can fill if like... A, um, a disabled gamer of a certain sort can count on a developer to make a game for him or her that yeah. is going to take his or her disability into account. I know that's very difficult, and I also know that there's not a lot of money to be made there, but I think there's a lot of goodwill. Good um, and it was interesting. I can't remember what was the game call that we had on GDC about the colors. You know what I'm talking about? There's a color wheel. Yes. It's very cartoonish hue. Um, hue. And I asked them what I thought. I was not a stumping question, but I thought I asked them a question that I thought like for sure that gotcha. was, Where I was just like, you know, you're going to say like this game can't be because I was like.
2: What about, what about colorblind
1: it? people? And I was expecting them to be like, well, this game can't be played by colorblind people, which I think would have been a totally acceptable sure. answer, you know, because of the game is so dependent on color. And they had a whole solution in the game for colorblind people that had to do with emblems. And I thought that was very clever. So there, you know, that's an obvious thing. There's a, there's a lot of colorblind people in the world. Um, but uh, it would be nice for um, games to be more accessible to people that, that can't play them traditionally. And I like to see that story. Agreed. Number nine. It looks like Shadow of Mordor 2 is an active development after all.
0: What a surprise. Word comes
1: by way of NerdLeaks by way of Neogap, which uncovered Shadow of Mordor 2 on Lauren Mary Kim's CV. Lauren Mary Kim is a stunt actress who has appeared in both movies and games, including Resident Evil 6, Tomb Raider, Batman, Arkham Knight, Assassin's Creed, Unity, and much, much more. The bottom of her CV, she lists Shadows of Mordor 2 with stunts slash acting as the brief description. She lists Blur as the company she presumably worked with. Blur Studios is a CGI team that's worked on movies like Deadpool and game trailers like the Division. Yeah. Um, so this seems like an obvious one. And this isn't the first Shadows of Mordor 2 leak to happen, but it seems like uh, WB's uh, has uh, as its publishing arm had is hard at work on that as well. No surprise there, that game did great. Yeah, critically A commercial. Yeah. Number 10. Did you know that Final Fantasy XI was still running on PlayStation 2 as of the end of March 2016? I did not know that. Final Fantasy XI, the first Final Fantasy MMO which launched on PS2 in 2002, alongside PC, is officially no more on the console. The PC version will continue to operate, however. So basically, as of the end of March, the game no longer works on PS2. Okay. Number 11. It appears Square Enix might not be done with its Go series of games, starting, I think, with Croft Go and then Hitman Go, right? Correct. No, actually, it was the opposite. Hitman Go, then 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 Croft Croft Go. NeoGAF user Ekim dug up registrations for websites indicating that Square Enix may be interested in developing Just Cause Go, Life is Strange Go, Life Thief Go, Deus Ex Go, and Tomb Raider Go. It's important to note that Square Enix may not be actively developing any or all of these titles and it's not terribly uncommon for companies to squat on URLs that they may think they'll be able to use in the future. I don't know how to feel about Life is Strange Go, you know what I mean? Because at first,
0: excitement, then panic, then... Questioning, then trepidation, then trepidation, then hunger. I'm cautiously optimistic. The hunger is always there, isn't right. you? I always. I, I do know, I assume understand. more stories about Max Caulfield and tacos. Um, huh. Makes sense. They found a lot of success with these go games, especially now that they're on PlayStation Vita. Um, but the one is, man, huh? Very interesting. Very interesting. What would you do if a life is strange? Go. I mean, it's just a hypothetical right now, but those sure. URLs
1: are in control um, by Square Enix. So Good they, to see do. Square
0: yeah, understanding that there's no market for that and going after it. I I cannot remember right now which one is it, the one that is it Square Enix Montreal that works on all the I think ones? so. Yes. I think it is too. They do great stuff. They got a great small. They have a small team that knows what they're doing. I'd love to see them take on something
1: crazy like Life is Strange. Forgot that looks and works. The one thing I was surprised not seeing there. Uh, were two things, uh, Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest, Um, Mm -hmm. which indicates to me that this is very Western-centric. Sure, sure. Square Enix, these are a lot of Western uh, IP, rather. And number 12, the wrap-up, arcade adventure game Lumo comes to PS4 and Vita on April 22nd. Unique artsy PS4 game Lovely Planet comes to PlayStation 4 this spring, and I think that's an interesting shooter, if I remember correctly. Um, that looks kind of fascinating. Rhythm game Hatsune Miku Project Diva X, which I know you're excited about, is coming Can't to wait. PS4 and Vita in the fall of 2016, and will be released both physically and digitally. PS4-exclusive Neo, which I am super excited about, heavily inspired by, the ga- by games like Animusha, will launch in 2016, and the game will receive an alpha demo from April 26th to May 5th on PSN. Sci-Fi JRPG Star Ocean Integrity and Faithlessness launches in the West on PS4 on June 28th. Rhythm Tower Defense game Loud on Planet X comes to PS4 on April 19th. Yet more evidence of the Bioshock collection has emerged, this time from the ESRB, which slates the collection for release on PS4, amongst other platforms. Okay. I don't know what the fuck they're waiting for at this point. And finally, Far Cry Primal is receiving free Survivor Mode DLC, which will add, amongst other features, permadeath. It will be available via patch on April 12th. And that is it for the news. Colin. Yes. I want
0: to know about this Lumo game. But of course, it's not out yet. So I want you to tell me about things that are coming to mom and grop shops, but I want to look at the battery
2: before I okay. do
0: that. sure. Ooh, coming right, coming right at you. Go ahead and do that. Okay. okay. Still two bars. Okay. I'm gonna let it roll for a second.
1: Okay. You know what I mean? Sure. Because I'll keep Are checking. I'm gonna it. have to wrap up really quickly, oh, I think. If it's right. No, I got a backup battery right oh, there. Okay. It's just
0: that when it dips one to one, I'll probably want to do it. You know what I mean? I'm yeah, just not, yeah, I don't want to yeah. risk it. Yeah, you no. know, we're running around, no. we're doing this show, we're making it for these people, we love oh, the yeah, show, I we love do. this yeah, stuff, you know what I mean? Pow. Colin, if I yes. want to know what's coming to Mom and Group shops digitally and physically, where would I go?
1: You go to the upcoming list of upcoming no. The list of upcoming PlayStation four, PlayStation 3, PlayStation B, PSP software sometimes by the kind of funny founders. episode as bad as it feels? What do you think of that?
0: No, I don't think it's you're if you I mean this is normally as bad as this show
1: I Sure. It's granted we're being goofier. You went on and walked off and stuff. Well, it shows a little dedication that we're doing it at all, I think. I agree. You know, we didn't have to do it. No. I don't have to do anything I don't want to do, Greg. Right? Exactly. A virus named Tom comes to Vita Digital, and this is actually free with PS Plus. A perfect place, a city without traffic, a dog that doesn't poop. All products of the brilliant mind of Dr. X, but hell hath no fury like a mad scientist fired by a giant corporation. Are oh, you In me. In this unique action puzzler, you take control of Tom. A virus created for one purpose: revenge. Hack your way through brain-scrambling puzzles while maneuvering through a thumb-cramping maze of enemies. Okay. Ample interest in it. It's free. Okay. Amplitude comes to PS3 digitally, (coughs) cross-buy with PS4. Why? Stop it. Buy PS4. Amplitude is the long-awaited, or I'm sorry, long-anticipated, crowdfunded reboot of the 2003 cult classic rhythm action game from Harmonix. The experience you know and love has been updated with a new soundtrack and fresh visuals, rebuilt from the ground up. Assassin's Creed Chronicles trilogy comes to Vita digital and retail. Interesting. Explore three distinct civilizations and periods throughout history including the Ming Dynasty's downfall in China, the Sikh Empire in India, and the aftermath of the Red October Revolution in Russia. Embody assassins Xiao Jun, Arbaz Mir, and Nikolai Orlov in the 2.5D reimagining of the Assassin's Creed universe. Are you going to play it? No.
0: Are you interested? Maybe, at all? I maybe
1: I will. Maybe I
0: will. I mean, it won't have the gameplay you, you know, you hate so much. That's
1: true. And I do like Assassin's Creed's story. Yeah. Battleborn's open beta comes to PS4 digitally, it begins on the 8th, so this begins on 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. that's Friday. A tremendous band of badass heroes fight to protect the universe's very last star from a mysterious evil in this next-gen shooter by the creators of Borderlands. Slash and parry, run and gun, cast and dash, or simply obliterate foes while building and growing your personal team of heroes. Interested to see how that's going to go. Yeah,
0: Maybe that's the time people play it, and They're like, okay.
1: Yeah. There's Could something be the here. a Destiny effect there.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Bounce Rescue comes to PS4 digitally. It says the evil devil has landed on Earth with the intention of taking <laughs> over Fuckin the death. world. He manages to capture two members of the team and escape to Darkland. Outraged by this, the team goes on a mission to save their captured members from the evil devil.
0: I hate the devil. I'm glad somebody's finally giving it to him. Giving him the old one-two business
1: punch. The one-two business punch. Dead Star comes to PS4 digitally. This is free with PS Plus. Dead Star is an online multiplayer space shooter combining the fast-paced feel of arcade classics with modern RPG elements. Fight in procedurally generated battlefields, earning loot and levels to further customize your experience, including a massive warship used to invade live player matches. Cool. Dirt Rally comes to PS4 Digital and Retail. Dirt Rally is the most authentic and thrilling rally game ever made, road tested over 80 million miles by the Dirt community. It perfectly captures the white-knuckle feeling of racing on the edge as you hurtle towards I'm sorry, you hurtle along dangerous roads at breakneck speeds. Enter the Gungeon comes to PS4 digitally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this one. Enter the Gungeon is a gunfight dungeon crawler following a band of misfits seeking to shoot, loot, dodge, roll, and table flip their way to personal absolution by reaching the legendary Gungeon's ultimate treasure, the gun that can kill the past.
0: I can't wait. Loved this game when I played it at that event. haven't played it since. I hope it all came out and it's good. I got a code, I know. I just haven't haven't played it yet.
1: Green Game Time Swapper comes to Vita Digital. This is out on the 4th, so this is is actually out today (gasps) before this even launches. The show does. A highly addictive 2D puzzle game bearing the one more try and I quit syndrome. You control time to activate and deactivate various mechanisms in a mysterious green world. Find one of many ways to end to the end. I'm sorry, I have 50 levels. Lovely Planet is the game I was talking about before a PS4 digital with boosts uh, I'm sorry, with boots of speed on your feet an infinite supply of bullets for your semi-automatic and the ability to jump over twice your own height you're well equipped to can go up against any enemy on your quest to reach. Lovely Planet.
0: Okay, that's interesting.
1: Mega Man Legends 2 comes to PS1 classics, so this is a PS3 game, digital, or PSP, or maybe Vita. Join Mega Man on another exciting adventure in search of a mysterious girl and a legendary treasure. Explore more environments and plenty of dungeons to find the sealed key to unlock the great legacy, and mystery that could either boon or curse mankind.
0: Colin, you're the biggest Mega Man fan around,
1: and do you care about that one? No. No? No? Okay. Legends was fine, but I just never understood the love that Legends gets compared to classic and X, so I don't care. Okay. Skullgirl's Second Encore comes to Vita This is digital and it's cross-by if you own it on PS4. Skullgirl's Second Encore is a beautiful, fast-paced 2D fighter that puts players in control of fierce warriors in an extraordinary Dark Deco world. Each of the 14 wildly original characters features unique gameplay mechanics and plenty of personality. Very pretty game. And finally, Stickbold comes to PS4 digitally. Stickbold is a groovy, 70s themed multiplayer dodgeball game with intense, quirky arenas and chaos-inducing random events that change the outcome of each round. We played this one. I never did, I don't think. You did. You didn't play it
0: with us at uh, GC? Oh, you had to go. Mm. Right, I think. What, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Dude, that game's fun. That's a really good yeah, multiplayer like game. I'm stoked about that. I remember I was just so close to being out on PlayStation 4. Everybody get ready. That one's fun to play. Good local co-op. Or, I guess, competitive, actually. But you know what I mean. Local multiplayer, which we don't have a lot of anymore. But a fun dodgeball game. Cute graphics. I'm excited about it. Colin? Yes. Time for talking to the show. Uh, this one comes from the community over at kindoffunny.com PSQ, just like you can. And, in particular, Matt McCaleb. Matt says, hi there, Greg and Colin. Hello. I have some sad news followed by a question. Hmm. My wife has just recently been diagnosed with cancer of the tongue. Super rare for a 24-year-old wow. who has never smoked. That's terrible. And we have quite a long road ahead of us, as I'm sure you know, Greg. This brings the challenge of long days at the hospital during surgery, recovery, as well as radiation chemo treatments. My question is, before we get to the question, of course, Matt, very sorry. Yeah, it's terrible. You're best of you and your wife. Yes. Uh, My question is, I'm one of those terrible people who didn't buy a Vita at launch, but now it looks even more enticing as we will be away from home a lot. Most importantly, my wife has told me that I should get one too so I can easily waste time with her during treatments and recovery. Steer me, Vita, gods. Matt has a slew of questions here that I have bullet pointed out that we'll go through and debate one by one. Oh, and yeah. you know, I, I like this because I'll promote the show this way. And we get this topic all the time. If you wanted to jump into a Vita, what do you do? How do you go? So this is the definitive PSI love UXOXO commentary on the PlayStation sure. Vita right now. Uh, a first timer's guide, if you will. Sure. Steer me, Vita Gods, Matt writes. Slim or OLED? OLED. I love my slim. And my my point to this is I I do not think there is, a di- there is a big enough difference to go out of your way to jump through the hoops you'd have to jump through to get an OLED. You do not. I'm sorry. I agree with you on that. Sure. I, you do not want to buy used. I don't like buying used consoles. No. I remember all the consoles. I Like when I had a PSP and I'd return it because it had a Pixel out. You know what I mean? Like... That kind of shit happens, or the stick does this, or there's going to be a ding on it that's not your ding. You know what I mean? I had a, My OLED, I dropped down the stairs at IGN on those uh, cheese crudder stairs, and it was scuffed all hell. But those were my memories, my thing with it. You know what I mean? I didn't mind them that much. So to jump through and try to find this used one to do all these different things, I don't think it's worth it. And I personally, and I know this this is where we get into a different conversation of, of taking about how uh, taking out of the equation how hard or not hard it is to get one of these. I like the Slim more than I liked my OLED because I think the form factor is better, I like that it's lighter, I like that it's. I can actually slip into my pocket and go do stuff, not that I couldn't slip my OLED in there, but with more ease. I like that I can, I can play it in bed like this
1: longer without it coming and slapping me in the face or whatever. Like, there's just little things to it that way. I respect that. Thank yeah, you. I, I think that, um, I agree with you that it, you shouldn't buy an OLED used and it might not be worth the hoops, to jump through the hoops. To find an OLED new, yeah, but I still think you can find them. Sure, and if you just have to know where to look and like you have to find like a fucking random Walmart that has one or something like that. Yeah, but it is, OLEDs are kind of getting old now. I, you can't go wrong with either of them, but I I, I think the OLEDs got heft, I think like the OLED screen's obviously way better. Um, but I also think that I'm fine with the slim. Cool. I don't use the slim. I'm I use yeah, my launch yeah, Vita still, but it is dying. It's been dying for a long time. So yeah, you do need to get it. We should. I, wanna, go I, sh- I, sh- I really I've been thinking about buying like three. And just like keeping like one in the box forever, and then like oh. one as a le- like as, like one that when the other one that I buy dies, I have like another one to buy. Yeah, yeah or another one. That I, just, you know, who but well, when the
0: other one dies, I think your, the Vita will be long gone.
1: Maybe. Yeah, we'll I see. don't think
0: you have to worry about it to that extent. I, I thought maybe you just one in different colors. It's gonna be one. No,
1: I, I want one in the box, like <laughs> in the box for sure. Okay, then. Um, yeah, so we'll see. We'll see what, what happens. Okay. Next question, Matt says games question mark. I mean, we talk about this so much. It's, it's, it's... It's hard to, like, what comes to mind for me, Super Stardust, Delta comes to mind yeah. for me. Persona 4 Golden, Persona 4 A great 4 game, especially for you being, having so much time to kill at the hospital. Yeah, it's a great choice, I think, Rainbow Moon, like, games like that, Rainbow RPGs are, are good like that. Danganronpa, Danganronpa 2. Yeah. Um, Velocity and Velocity 2X are fantastic games. We start
0: getting into where games that maybe aren't exclusive to the Vita platform, but Rogue Legacy was my jam in Vita. Yeah, Rogue That's Legacy is a it.
1: fantastic, fantastic yeah. Vita game. Um, so I, I think you have, you know, Binding of Isaac's a great game. And these games, again, not exclusive to the platform, but I yeah, feel like are made for the platform. I think Axiom Verge, should it work, is going to be a great, and I don't know reason why I wouldn't, no reason to believe it wouldn't work, It's going to be a great game on Vita.
0: We've already mentioned them in the show, right? I always talk about Actual Sunlight, Three-Fourths Home. There are these indie experiences on there that, you know, I was talking to um, somebody, one of my friends, and I apologize for getting, but who's saying how much... Uh, he loved Unfinished Swan on it, you know what I mean? Like, there are games you can play other places, but when, I feel like that's what I love about the Vita, is that when I miss it on a PC or I miss it on a PlayStation, or I don't, I, that, that I'm like, that's a game that I'd like to have on the road. It's not going to take so much time. I want to be able to plot through stuff. Because the worst, with my my main problem with... Vita games is when I get really into them and then take time off from the Vita I'm not traveling or something and then trying to get back in that rhythm of where I left off is always a pain.
1: Yeah, I would also check out Freedom Wars. i check out Sunday... Freedom Wars is fucking fantastic. Uh, Saturday morning RPG. And that a, was one of the big things for
0: to the Freedom Wars Sport, and I'm glad... Yeah, I still need to play Saturday morning RPG but I know you love it. He His question kind of makes it sound like his wife might be getting one as well and if that's the case a thousand percent get Freedom Wars. Steimer and I had such a blast playing that game on our trips and that was... Like, what, thir- 25, 30 hours of that game? Like, that game's awesome. It's fun to play with people. It's f- There's so much to do in terms of content unlock and get into it.
1: Really good stuff. Yeah, but, I mean, a safe thing you can probably do is to get... Uh, to go, like, I don't know if iGen updates it anymore, so I can't endorse it if they have updated it. But the top 25 Vita lists you use in the you yeah. guys put together, even if you could find the ones that Greg and I personally did, if you can find them like cash somewhere, people just like wrote the list down. I mean, that's a good place to start too, because Vita does have an exceptional library. It's just hard to, I mean, we've had them since 2011, so it's hard for us to, like, I, it's hard for me anyway to think and be like, I yeah, don't like-
0: I mean, like, I you can jump, out, yeah, I mean, we haven't mentioned Golden Abyss, we haven't talked about Luminous, I mean, that's the launch line of stuff, but like, Killzone. Hot, hot Shots, Killzone, like, there are so many. So many great experiences mm-hmm. that, yeah, like for us, I think as we get further and further inward, inland on Vita Island, where we're cut off from the rest of the world, and we're just getting these Axiom Verges in this, that's where it starts to, you know, like, I'm playing XCOM on it, and I'm excited to play Axiom Verge on it, and I need to do this Civ game, and I need to get to Saturday Morning RPG, you lose a little bit, like, I think some of the standout when the machine was, like, it's going to be console-like experiences. You yeah, know I mean? it had
1: some great AAA games on it yeah. back in the day. Matt's next question, memory card size. I have a 16 gig and I think it's fine. Like I, I, it, if you don't mind deleting games and reinstalling one, yeah. I don't think it's really that laborious of an, of an issue. It's not a big, it's not a huge deal. Then I think you can even go with an eight gig. I just, I just wouldn't go with a four gig because that's what I originally had when I got. And in that Japan. was like
0: that. That meant if you got that, you couldn't play Killzone. Right? Yeah, like Killzone's patch, patch was
1: bigger than that. Yeah. And uh, so I have a 16 gig and I'm pretty content with it. I know you have a 64. four, are yeah. th- which you have to import. I think the 32 gig is the biggest you can get domestically. And I think you can't go wrong there either. But these memory cards are very expensive. And the the issue I have is th- when you're doing this back and forth kind of stuff is that your saves, as far as I understand, are tethered to your to the game to the game data itself. So make sure if you're going to delete and add games that you like, send stuff to the cloud. It'll be or you a PlayStation to... Plus guy and send them up there.
0: Yeah, for me, I have sixty four gig. I would recommend that. I would recommend going as big as you're comfortable with. and I guess mainly because it's just like how how many plates do you want to be spinning? How many things do you want to be moving to make it all fit? Because even now. Don't get me wrong, it's not the worst thing in the world, but even now, I'm to that point where I'm at that tipping point where it's like, all right, you need to delete something to add something. I'm like, ah, oh, I fucking hate that. So I spent, like, a flight going through and cleaning it, and it was like, all right, I'm never going to play uh, Batman Arkham Origins Blackgate again. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I can delete that now and, like... Yease still that game. Yeez and stuff.
1: And that's the whole thing is, like... Yeez that's just another good game if you should
0: go. Uh, going through and these games that I like, but I'm never going to get back to, because it is the same thing for me, where it's like... I There was, like, some cross-country flight with Batman Arkham Knight or Arkham Origins Blackgate where I put so much time into it but now to pick that back up and be like where was I and what was I doing I don't want to you know what I mean yeah, like ex- I've moved level. on the experience is gone for me so I would say that but is it what do you want to do I think yeah 8 to 16 is probably a sweet spot in terms of like you can have a couple of different games on there but if you're trying to jump around and try a million different things you might as well just get them all loaded up especially if for hospital Wi-Fi and stuff and I don't know how much you're going to want to screw up and stuff like that it's an easy way to do it so how much money do you have to give how much time do you want to waste uh a blanket question other recommendations for a new vita user i mean the other recommendation this is doesn't help you probably matt but if anybody's listening and i always talk about this make sure we, you go through and redeem your playstation plus games as they come even if you don't have a vita even if you don't have a playstation 4. You just go in and claim every one of those games so if you ever run into that platform or you are you want to lend your platform to another friend you can load that stuff up. Yeah, that's, like, great. that's great. Somebody's sick you're going to give them their, your PlayStation 3 yeah, go in and you'll see everything I have that you can actually use.
1: I'd also say you know, <coughs> uh, shut off your Wi-Fi on your Vita will save a lot save of battery batteries. life yep. uh, get to know the battery life of your Vita and like see how far you can push it. Um, sometimes the Vita tells you it's going to die. When it's not going to die, sometimes it tells you it's going to die, and then it dies pretty quickly, at least like on my, my experience with my OLED, or going all the way back to the beginning. Yeah. Um, and uh, buy a case, or at least protect the screen, because you don't want to, you know, that shit sucks when I, like... Yeah, you get a thing
0: in there, I hate that kind of crap. Maybe carry one of your shammies uh, with it. Yeah, yeah wipe yeah, it, shamis. give it all wipe down. And it's final bullet point here for the Vita gods. PS4 is my first PlayStation. What PS1 classics do I need to play? Um... Would you put Final Fantasy on there seven? Would you? I I, this is how I played Chrono Trigger, right? And I enjoyed it. I know people are like, "Oh, the load times." I'm like, "I don't know any better." For me, I don't know what I missed.
1: Load times are terrible on Chrono Trigger on PS One. Yeah, I think. I mean, my mind goes to the Japanese role playing game, um, you know, more kind of uh, genre on PS One. So I think you can't go wrong with the Final Fantasy games. I think Final Fantasy Five, I think is a good. Like if you're gonna play six, I'd play that on GBA. I'd even play that on SNES before I play it on um, on PS One. But uh, that's an option. Uh, Wild Arms is my one of my favorite mm. games of all time. I think that's great. Castlevania Symphony of the Night is a must-play PS1 game. Um, one of the great games of all time. I think that's inarguable for a lot of people. So uh, you, have, you know Metal Gear Solid. Oh um, yeah, how can I forget that? So I think that there's there's I mean there's a great many PS1 games The thing is, is that I, are, I I I you know people get crazy about Tomba and Tomb Raider or, uh, uh, and Tomb Raider and Crash Bandicoot and and Spyro and all this kind of stuff. Like, these games do not hold up well. Like but the the Japanese role-playing games and the side scrollers hold up very well.
0: Sure. Matt, we love you. We wish you yeah, your wish wife the you the very the best. Best, best uh, recovery. And he says, P.S., kind of funny forums are the friendliest space on the internet. And I do love you guys. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Matt. Please keep us posted on the forums with your wife's battle. Colin, mm. it's trophy time. It is You're going to tell me about some trophies, what's going to the thing, what you let see. Me, let me pull I want it From what we've talked about in this show. I want to know if you have any details on the
1: Assassin's Creed Chronicles
0: trophies. Have we talked about that? The, yeah, we have. So we so talk I, about last time.
1: I forget. I, no, we like didn't something. talk about them last time. But as they've been going up, I feel like we've. And I also want to know what stickball. I want to know that dodgeball. All, right, so All right, so let's go with stickball. Stickball has a platinum, uh, four bronze, seventeen oh. silver, five seventeen gold. silver. And one Platinum stickball. so... Uh, Speak in
0: my language, stickball. Unlock all the
1: daisies and Warming Up and complete the level. Unlock all the daisies in a Shady Fellowship, so it seems like daisies are some sort of collectible or star sure, system, maybe. Sure. There's a lot of these. Complete finally finals on casual, so casual difficulty, <coughs> professional difficulty. Win a round without picking up the ball. Play a match with custom rules. Unlock all playable characters. Seems like pretty manageable. Doesn't sound like a lot of multiplayer stuff. No, I don't see any multiplayer. Very I interesting, stickball. Oh, boy, you. Let me look again. Huh. Win a 2v t, uh, 2v2 team match against two hardest AIs. Okay, but that's like doable, that's yeah. not like play, I thought it was going to be, play 400 local matches. Enter the Gungeon as a platinum, 34 bronze, 12 silver, 2 gold, 1 platinum. Um, collect. So this one's going to be a little harder, I think. Complete all four main character paths, uh, which is going to be difficult. Complete the game with a sorceress's enchanted gun. Spend big at the acquisitions department, but so you're going to spend a lot of money, but you don't know what you have to spend. Seems like this is going to be a deep dive. For a this one years. is a heartbreaker
0: because and I know. Don't get me wrong. I understand the power and this, that, and the other. Enter the Gungeon seems like it'd be a great Vita game. You know what I mean? Like that thing is like a fun, meaty Vita game to get into and yeah, spend so much time. I'm
1: about. surprised, both surprised and not surprised that it's not coming.
0: And then, didn't we talk about it? I thought on the previous one, we in the comments or something. They
1: had said like, well, you know, we'll like the they'll look into it, it or yeah,
0: whatever. Yeah. 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 Which is a no. It's a soft no. Um, I understand.
1: So, that's it. I went over to Exo Phase because there's not much new this sh- the, the, but there are other things popping up. Dead Star trophies are live. Um, and I don't know why these aren't popping up on PSM profiles yet. Breaking news. Uh, let's see. Unclear, it doesn't tell you here what, like, what the breakdown is. But it seems like some of these showies are going to be pretty difficult. And of course, Dead Star being a multiplayer game uh, might not be the best place for you to go no, uh, for no. that kind of stuff. Um, and the only other thing I see on here that's actually super interesting to me is, uh, Pac-Man. Ms. Pac-Man? Ms. Pac-Man? Series, 21 trophies for her. So let's see what... what
0: Miss Pac-Man?
1: Are. And Pac-Man? Oh my god, this is so easy. Eat the cherry that appears after eating a set number of Pac-Dots. Eat the strawberry, eat the orange, eat the pretzel, eat the apple, eat the pear, eat the banana. Eat every fruit that appears for three rounds in a row. <coughs> eat all four ghosts in succession after eating a power pellet. Eat two fruits and all four ghosts in succession four times in a single round eat all four ghosts in succession twice in a single round eat all four ghosts in succession three times in a single round that might be, be pretty tough eat all four ghosts in succession four times in a single round so using all four power pellets You're not, are not? you a Ms. Pac-Man fan? I'm a huge Ms. Pac-Man fan. I like
0: it I've never been great at it I enjoy it cool. I watched the movie Pixels in Vegas you did? and Pac-Man wasn't that just the end of it
1: not as bad as it, you know those people made out to me clear two rounds in a row Pac-Man. without passing through a warp tunnel without losing life that would be difficult um, and then trophies for clear round two, clear round five, clear round nine, clear round thirteen, clear round seventeen. I was super interested. I love this Pac-Man. What yeah. a fucking awesome game. So um, that's a game, you know. No reason for it to exist other than to play it. Sure, you know, sure. That's, that's it. it. Pure gameplay. Yep. Pure sex and pure gameplay. And it's so old. What is it now? Like thirty-four years old, and it's still. It's okay. It's, it's honest to God, still better than like pretty much ninety-five percent of the games. I can share that. Sure, sure. <laughs> pretty easily. Um, so, yeah, that's it for trophies for this week. Well, Don DX
0: wrote into kindofunny.com slash PSQ, just like you can to get your question answered, It says, Hey, Greg and Colin. Short and sweet. Will using a trophy guide be a pain in the butt while playing PlayStation VR games? I cannot imagine any way it won't. I love my trophies, but I don't think I would be able to enjoy VR when I put it off every couple of minutes, or say, or let's say, hit the PlayStation button and use the PS4 browser. Wouldn't that ruin the immersion PSVR is promising? Keep on being kind of funny. Love you guys. Of course, Don DX, that would ruin the immersion of PlayStation VR. It's really, and interesting. VR. But I think if that, like, I don't know about you. I actually, I do know you. Didn't know about you. <coughs> Excuse me. You know, I don't break out the trophy guide until I'm on my trophy run. I'm telling you know, I'm in it just for trophies. So whatever the game is, I'm going to play through the first time around, not fucking around with it. And then by the time it gets to, all right, like, it's not real. Uncharted VR, and now i got to find out all where all these treasures are. Yeah, it's going to be, all right, up watch the video, he goes oh it's over there, drink and like I'm back into it, but at that experience it's already broken. I feel like when you break out a trophy guide, you ruin the immersion of a game where it sits there, and it is me like you know like gone home where I was like, what how am I not getting the sixty seconds? I went and watched a bunch of runs and I'm mimicking that and mimicking how to get the Diaries and stuff like that and to get all the time based trophies that ruined the immersion of gone home, but at that point, I'd already had the experience
2: of gone home.
1: yeah, I think it depends I mean this is an interesting question I never thought of yeah um, it's going to be difficult. Um, I'm wondering with VR the inherent nature of the of the immersion of VR if I'm even going to care as much about trophies. Sure, and I think that I probably will care about them, but I don't think that it's going to be like my main goal for these games my first yeah. time through. I always look. I mean, I don't remember the last time I played a game and didn't look at the trophy list before I played it. Sure. Like I just. But a trophy guide is a different thing because a lot of these games we play early, and even when a game comes out, it takes a week or two for these guys to come up, and by that time we're usually done with them. So, what's happening?
0: You move your- with your arm up? I want to make sure this. Did you want to check the, the, the battery, seat? by the way. I did right before this segment. I- I can check it again, then. Well, I'm fine. If you're fine, I'm fine.
1: Okay. Um, so, it's an interesting question. Yeah, very. Um, I, but I,
0: yeah, I mean, for me, I think, is it, for me, it's gonna work the same way trophies already do. Where I look at it, sure, what is there anything I, I cannot, you know, that's you know, missable that I don't want to fuck up. And then it is, I love that game. I want to get more trophies. I want to do more, and that's when I'll really get into it. When I do that, I think it just. I'm mainly, I'm more worried about iStream where you go from this to then coming out and looking at that and go back to that. Seems sure, like... that could be a problem. Yeah, but I don't think it's a deal breaker in any way. But yes, it will be a pain in the tuchus, as you say. Don BX. Colin, reader your mail. Maelstrom. Mail call. Cocktail. Uh, it's, it's, wor- it's, it's so much sun. Um, I'm gonna give you some options. Well, I'm you ready? Fadin, I'm fading. Yeah, give me some options. Do you want to talk more about PlayStation 4K
2: Four
0: point five. Yeah, why not? We oh. haven't really talked about it at all. Oh, well, there you go. Let's do that. I don't know what the other options are. Okay, great. Kites writes in, to kindoffunny slash psq and says, "Hey, Colin Greg, <coughs> with all the rumors, speculation, and backlash about PS Four K slash PS Four point five on these forums and abroad, would it behoove Sony to make an official announcement before an event such as E three or?" Well, they simply let it ride until their ducks are in a
1: row, so to speak. Thanks. Keep up the great work. Jesse. The best option for them is be not to do it at all. And, and, uh, I was heartened, although, not heartened, because I don't want Sony to obviously fail or anything like that, but a lot of people were with me on this. And, and I think that I was surprised by that. I thought I was being a little, like, sounding the klaxons a little, maybe a little too aggressively, but a lot of people, you're absolutely right. Like, this is a bad, bad idea. And, uh... I was equally interested in hearing Phil Spencer saying that the Xbox One, like One Point Five, is not a thing that's going to happen. Right? Yeah. So they're not interested in doing that. So I'm like, well, now Sony's alone. You know, so their competitor is not going to do it. Are they going to have a more powerful console? Yes, do they already have a more powerful console than the Xbox One? Yes. Yeah. So, um, I I, mean, I don't know, man. I, I don't I don't know about this.
0: I don't think it hurts either way. You're again, I think, very much talking on what we think it is. You know what i mean and i think well, sony knows what it is and i think again that's where it really comes down to brass tacks when they come out and show it to you they they're selling it to you like they sell on market everything to you and i think that when they come out they won't be you yeah, know this thing does 4k and it uh it'll run your games better or it will only run these games and the other systems are fucked and you know your support doesn't matter to us that won't be the messaging the messaging will be here's why this is exciting here why this is new here's why this is a good thing and i think people are so hung up on the, per- the message people are perceiving, even me, when I'm talking about like the other side of the argument, the perceived message of "fuck your old shit, buy this new one." You already buy phones, why wouldn't you do this? We'll see how they market, it, how they sell it, but I mean, we don't really know what it does. We know about no. what we overheard a developer in line saying. We know that it's real to this extent. Well,
1: so there was so there's <coughs> an interesting post on Neogaf that I didn't put in the in Roper's report, but it is from a, a user that is apparently independently verified as being a, a legit insider who is who knows things. Mm-hmm. He or she was saying that they were in a meeting about PS four point five, and that um, they're talking about a four hundred dollars price point, maybe five hundred dollars. That Sony has not settled on the GPU, apparently. Yeah. But the the chipset might be more expensive than they think, um, and that there are specific games, apparently, according to this source, unsubstantiated, on my behalf. I mean, I have not substantiated it, but you know, it's, it's our source. Story of God, yeah, yeah. Um, that uh, there are certain games that are going to show this off, and one of them is God of War. Oh, yeah, so that was what the rumor was being said was that uh, the uh, one of the showcases could be the New God of War game that has not been announced yet. Gotcha. so we've been hearing rumblings uh, from our sources about that New God of War game for a long time. A long, so. long, time, yeah. Um, so who knows when that's coming out or what, what the nature of that game is or if, if the rumor on NeoGap is even true, but um, PS4.5 sounds like a terrible idea to me. I hope I'm wrong. It uh, seems like Microsoft is not going to do their own iteration of it. Um and I stand by that until I'm proven otherwise. Not to say I'm not going to want it or like it when I'm not, I'm, but I'm not really looking at it from my perspective. I'm trying to look at it from the consumer's general perspective. A single skew, just one skew, murdering. Yeah. Um, but I still don't think that that 4.5
0: disqualifies that being the only skew then. That's my. That's my. Yeah, only but then
1: you buy the shitty. No, of course not. This doesn't qualify for being the only skew. But the, the other thing that we have to talk about is so four or five hundred dollars, which is what the rumor says, is going to cost at least four hundred dollars, maybe five hundred dollars. Then you're going to have a skew that's way worse than that. That's not. It's not about the hard drive space anymore. Now it's about the innards of it. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to get like some bastardized PS4, basically, which is the original PS4. Or and the people that come in later are going to get the better PS4. I just it seems like a mess to me, man. Like, we'll I, see. I, I mean, that's I, the, my, I, that's my I, big thing. Yeah, I think that I you. Mean, we will see. I don't think you're going to get.
0: I think E3 will be the coming out party for the PlayStation 4.5 or whatever and they'll make their case for it and explain what it means there and what it is. Yeah, they better be very carefully about how they... <laughs> Kite's question, yeah, of how they're going to speak. I think it's totally lit, the, the ducks in a row. I don't think... I don't... You know, I mean, right now with what they're doing and how it's being represented in all these different things, like sure, let everybody continue to be upset about it and angry about something that they don't understand, that they don't know about, that no one's talked about officially, and then at PlayStation, or at PlayStation's E3 press conference, be able to come out and be like, well, this is what it is, this is why it's good, this is what it means. Now they have to hit all those points, otherwise, then right. yeah, it is and just it's also a speak. Like, yeah.
1: The, 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 see, it's a, You make a, a valid and fair point that we don't know anything firm about it yet, yeah. but valid uh, of a point as that may be, when you hear rumblings of things over time... So a lot of these things don't necessarily change if the if the sources are reliable, and uh, I don't understand how. And I don't care what I don't give a flying fuck what Sony says about it. It's going to be about like cause what's so like I want to know what it is. I don't care about what Sony says about it. You mm-hmm. know, if that makes any sense, I want to yeah. know what it is, and then I'll make my own decision based on it. Because Sony, you know, just like any other company, is going to spin it to make it something that's going to be interesting uh, to the to the market. Um, but I just want to know what it is. Once we know what it is and how it's going to play with games, and then I want to hear from developers. You know, I want to hear, and I don't want to hear them on stage. I want to hear them talking candidly about is this a thing that's good for them? Now they have to worry about this thing. Yeah, yeah. like I don't. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And then, and then, are we going to get like a DSi, Nintendo DSi situation where they're just going to just be games on the PS four point five? Now, the source says that that's not going to happen. Yeah. But I bet you it does.
0: I don't think it will. Now,
1: not this year. Not next year, but I bet you 2018, 2019, I bet you it does. Hmm. Interesting. We'll find out seems like we're talking about this thing to death every show. Well think about it though, like what is, like why have this, this is the fucking conundrum, is why have the choice of making these really powerful games that are always going to be held back by the old hardware. Always, no matter 2020, 2021, making a PS4 game, still going to be held back by the 2013 hardware. You know, I think, I think the, my, I think my future will come to pass. <laughs> my, my foreboding and... Well I think, yeah, maybe eventually for sh- they... Then you're just making a console but mm-hmm. oh, it's complicated, but you're right. You're, that's very valid to say. It you know is. Everybody's bent it.
0: out of shape, I feel like, about not knowing what
1: it is. But that says a lot of what you need to know. Everyone's bent out of shape about it, you know?
0: Yeah, it's the internet. It's the internet talking about video games? They're always yeah, bent out of shape about something. That's true, Colin. but
1: but but think about... Th- that's true, but not always. <laughs> Everyone's excited about Uncharted. Seems like the division's very well-liked. Well, no, no, they're not you know, bent like, out of
0: shape about everything announced. I mean, every time it seems like there's any kind of... I mean, look at... It's, there's Every time something gets announced, people get bent out of shape about it in some way, shape, or form.
1: Right, but... I don't know. We don't have to go down this road. but like, Xbox people, a lot of people were bent out of shape about Xbox One's announcement and all that kind of stuff in the console and fundamentally changed because of that because they right. were wrong. So... Um, or were they? We'll never know. We'll never know. We will never know we have talked about that before.
0: Everybody got bitchy and cr- crazy and they did this and now Xbox is firmly in second place and every like... They didn't believe in their vision. That's the problem. Hope you know you, If Sony's going to do this, hopefully they believe in it. Sure. Maybe. And if they don't, and it is just... If, if it's exactly what we're, the worst case scenarios are, then they have
1: to sit there and be like, we have to really rethink this and do that. Yeah. My hope is that they just... My hope is that maybe they do it, but not now. Mm. Mm. Sit on it. For more years? A couple more years. I mean, like I would just wait. I would let the market speak Yeah. You know, and, mm. and, and go from there. Okay.
0: Um, on that E3 trajectory, No Ram wrote in and said, "Hey guys, since we have no idea what Sucker Punch is up to, I was wondering what you'd like to see from them next. Do you want something completely new or another Infamous? If the answer is Infamous, do you want to see Delson return or a new character? Maybe have a tie back into the first games. Thanks. Bye."
1: Uh, I don't want Sucker Punch to work on Infamous, but I do want more Infamous. I think a, I think a second party can can do it. I think it's time for Sucker Punch to do something new, and I think they will. And I, I hope they I, do. Um. They work, the, I mean, with Sly, and then with Infamous, it seems like they'll maybe work in 3s. Um, if I was at that studio for a long time, and they do have a, a team, a core team that has been there for a long time, I'd not want to work on Infamous anymore. Especially because I feel like Second Son wasn't, um, didn't seem like the labor of love that uh, the the, uh, the Cole stories were to me. It seemed mm-hmm. like it was like a showcase for PS4. It <laughs> like the gameplay was there. I feel like the story was kind of weak. I feel like it, 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 it said to me that Infamous maybe they doesn't have much more juice, no pun intended, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, at that studio, but I do think is on IP can live on. I think that you know another studio can handle it.
0: Yeah, maybe. but whenever you do that, it's just like worry about it. is it going to be something anybody cares about? Is it going to be worth it? You know what I mean? Look at I, I because I think Jack and Daxter jumping to PSP, right? And granted, it's a PSP game, but still. It was like, this isn't the spirit of Jack and Daxter. This doesn't feel like a Jack and Daxter game. Um, we've seen it. I mean, we talk about how we like Golden Abyss, but that definitely was the consumer reaction to Golden Abyss, right? That this isn't a real Uncharted game. When Naughty Dog talks about Uncharted and the trilogy and
1: their franchise and this, that, and the other. like. But I'd still say that if Ben's name wasn't on Golden Abyss, then no one would have any idea. Sure, no idea that's a great take. point. Yeah, I know. No, so, so it's right? the same thing with Killzone and... and Batman and Arkham Cambridge, Origins. And, and, and Arkham Origins, right, with WB Montreal, where... Um, this is an optical issue. More like, there's nothing in Golden Abyss that says to me that this isn't a Naughty Dog game. Yeah, you know, uh, we know it's not. So we have we go with those preconceived notions and those biases. Sure. So I I, I think that another team could could capably with with um, Sucker Punch's help do that. Um,
0: I guess it has to be that they have to build from the ground up and not try to live in anybody's shadow. Sure. Because my references of Uncharted, Batman, Jack and Daxter, and Sly Cooper. You know, what I mean, those are you're living up to something. You're part of this legacy. If it gets to be you're doing Infamous and it's a reboot, it's whatever. Like you're not using coal, you're not using their cities, you're not using these different things. Maybe you get something out of it. But you can also go and just have another second son. I situation. mean, look
1: what I mean, Sans- look what Sansari did with Sly Four. Yeah, that's a really great game. You know, sure. So, so it can go both ways. Well, ben did it with Resistance, even though it was a totally different game on a different platform. So I, I think that it can go both ways. I I don't think you could just call it either way. You know, you have to have the right team, the right field, the right mm-hmm. platform, you know, the right writing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a hard subject. It's a hard task. Sucker Punch is sure as shit working on something that's not infamous, related. Really. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. I hope we find out about it soon.
1: I don't think we will, but maybe. I would say E3 next year. Okay.
0: We have a lot of E3 questions. Brandon Rosa says, hey, Greg and Colin. There are 75 days until E3 2016. What would be the crazier announcement? If Naughty Dog announced and teased The Last of Us 2 existing and being part of PSVR, or Sony announcing the PS4K, PS4.5, being announced with the same release date as PSVR this year?
1: It's the latter, I think, would be the big one. because I still feel like there's a... Even though the Nikkei article, I think we talked about it a little bit last week, and all everything indicated that they're having some supply problems and stuff like that, I still feel like the the delay is serendipitous if, if, at the very least in terms of getting the PS4.5K out to market, if or PS4.5 or 4, 4K, if that's what their plan is to do. So I, I don't. the last of us being a PSVR game would be stupid as shit, and Naughty Dog would never do that, and I would be shocked if Naughty Dog ever made a VR game. But, that's why it's the crazier yeah. announcement. For yeah, sure. that, that is no a, I guess that, that is the crazier happen. announcement, but that's so crazy that it's like, the uh, yeah. other one's actually realistic. Yeah. It's crazy, yeah, yeah. but it's realistic.
0: I can totally see that. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I don't want, I mean, I want Naughty Dog to do what Naughty Dog wants to do. If they want to make Last of Us 2 and they want to make it a VR game, okay. That's a hard sell for me in terms of what I think of them. I think of The Last of Us. Yeah, there's no way they do. But if that's what you want to do, I trust that nobody has a vision for what they're about to set out on. But that's just insane. That yeah,
1: I, The Last of Us 2 is definitely going to happen. I just, I don't, I think we're really jumping the gun. I think, again, that's probably a next year showing at E3 game. I think that that might even be too soon. Yeah. Because um, you have to assume that they're in pre production on it, but, and, and maybe even working on it in some way. I mean, Uncharted's gold now, so. Um, so it's time for that team to move on a Some of that team to move on to DLC and multiplayer sport and then the other the rest of the teams to take a lot of time off, and then post crunch, kind of come back and 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 figure out what they're going to do next. So the Last of Us Two is going to happen. I mean, of course, we all know that.
0: Yeah. Final <coughs> question for reader mail comes from Hudas. Hudas says, "Using your Vita, what's up, Colin and Greg? Longtime fan." Question, how often do you find yourself playing your Vita per week? Greg always mentions that he saves games he's excited for to play it on the Vita when he travels, Volume, XCOM, other cross by titles. Colin has talked about dabbling in Saturday morning RPG and a boy in his blob. I have been a long time Vita owner, 2012, but I find myself not playing it nearly as much over the last year and prefer spending my time and gaming experiences on the PlayStation 4 slash big screen. Since you no longer commute to work, how often do you turn your Vita on at home to play it? Thanks. Who does?
1: Uh, I mean, my, my experience with Vita since 2011 has been anywhere between 0 and 50 hours, I would say. And a week? It, it, uh, a week. And, 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 and it, it is contingent a little bit on travel, but sometimes it isn't. For instance, when and Danganronpa came out, I played the shit out of both of those games in my bed. And we weren't traveling at that time. Um, even when another episode came out, I played that in my bed Saturday morning RPG. I played in my bed. I, I actually feel like Vita's... When I played a boy in his blob, I was in San Diego, but I was playing it in San Diego, not even on the trip. I was just playing it. Yeah. So... Um, my Vita is always that thing that's like kind of the com- it's like why we have cable television it's because like we know we like to know it's there yeah and so I bring my Vita with me but half the time I'm traveling on Vita like I don't even touch it at all like I actually probably more than half the time I feel like I play it in fact more when I'm just at home or in a home setting as opposed to like on an airplane or in a you know, car or at an airport or something yeah. like that. I, just, I mean, it's there and I like to know it's there, but then I'm just on my phone. Or I'm
0: yeah, for me, I mean, there's working. no set schedule to it at all. Like, what he ma- it makes a great point. Every, when we commuted to work every day, yeah, I played my Vita every day. I jump into Minecraft, I do this, I'm playing Freedom Wars. But nowadays, yeah, it's, it's more what game do I want to play? It's not do I want to play the PlayStation 4, do I want to play the Vita? It's... Do I want to sit down and play Saturday Morning RPG, or do I want to sit down and play Division? Mm-hmm. Do I, you know, what, I mean? what what's calling me? And I think the reason my Vita gets so much travel time is that one of those options is removed. You know what I mean? Unless I want to bring the PlayStation Four, I have the Vita with me. And again, yeah, it is. All right, I'm going to play something on this plane ride, or I'm going to play something waiting for the plane, and then it's I'm at my hotel room and I suddenly have an hour or two to kill. Then sure. yeah, I'm going to play something there. I'm going to get into that because you know, video games are my preferred way of. Uh, relaxing, uh, my preferred entertainment. I'm not. I don't. I'm more inclined to turn on the PlayStation Vita than I am to turn on the TV. And so that's when I get into those experiences, and that's why I save experiences, and why I'm still chipping away at volume. And while well, I'll chip away at XCOM, I'm sure for a long time. Get ready for Axiom.
1: Purchase. yeah. I mean, tonight when we're done here, I'm going to go eat, and then go back to the hotel room, and probably fall asleep. But if not, I want to play. Like you know, think about Hitman Go. Think about
0: yeah.
1: Even foul play. So um, yeah, I mean, it's a valid question I feel uh, the, the beauty of the Vita is you have the option. You have options, right? As opposed to consoles, which are tethered to televisions. Exactly. There's nothing anything wrong with that, of course. No. Colin? Yes. Time to find out who
0: the best friend is this week. Remember, we have a segment called P.S. I Love This Best Friend XOXO. This is where you head to kindoffunny.com slash forums, go to the P.S. I Love You XOXO board and submit your PSN username so you can find people to play with. This comes from BigbyCon. BigbyCon says, hey best friends, longtime Colin and Greg slash funny fam and lifelong gamer PS4 is hugely popular, as is console gaming in general right now, but for some reason all my friends refuse to make the jump. They are all avid PC gaming nerds and scoff at all things console gaming. Would be awesome to get that PS I Love This Best Friend shout out, and more importantly, connect with some new people with similar interests, i.e., all things PlayStation. Uh, Bigby Khan, but his PSN name is Con316, K A H N 316. It's a reference to Fei Fong Wong's. Father, in Xenogears. And mm-hmm. I'm sure you knew. You picked up on that
1: right Oh, I picked up on that right now. It's, been, it's big, been almost 20 years. We should get Gears Xenogears expert Nick Scarpino in here to tell oh, you about Oh, he loves Xenogears. So he loves himself a good old late 90s Square N X RPG. off what is this week's forgotten PlayStation game? You know, I was thinking about this, and last week I was going to say something different, but this week, and then we interrupted to let a reader, or viewer, or whatever listener in. A consumer whatever, of the content the kind of now. funny. Uh... And I want to talk about Strider, the the, the oh. release that came out close to PS4's launch. Um, I feel like it was in early 2014. We were yeah. in IGN still, um, and uh, I felt this game was underrated. I feel like th- I feel like when I played this game, what I found was it was fluid and it was fast. Um, the 2.5D kind of stuff's a little disconcerting. Um, the difficulty is low, uh, which is dif- which is disappointing, especially by Strider standards. But I really found this to be a very unique and very. Um, uh, Heartfelt reimagining of what strider could be, and uh, I felt like people people liked it. It was like it was like considered like okay or good, but I think it was like a great game. Um, really vast map, a lot of backtracking, very Metroidvania style. You know, Symphony of the Night or yeah. Super Metroid kind of uh, picking up power ups and and, uh, and supplies and all these kinds of things. So um, I want to give a shout out to that game. I, as far as I know, it's on PS3 and PS4 as well as 360 and Xbox One. I believe so you can play it anywhere you want and PC probably too. Um, but I think that that game was kind of overlooked, and I don't know if it was because of the lukewarm, or I don't want to say lukewarm, but the kind of average reception, critically, whether it was because it came out at a bad time, whether it was because Strider just doesn't have a lot of resonance anymore, as an might yeah. uh, which might be the case, because I think Strider has always kind of been uh, second fiddle to something like Ninja Gaiden, um, but Strider has its own place in our in our history, going back to the NES, of course, and... and uh, I feel like that particular uh, side-scrolling Metroidvania 2.5D um, game was a lot of fun. It doesn't challenge you an extraordinary amount, but it is a good experience, and it could probably be had for a pretty affordable price. So I want to give a shout out to Strider. Strider, everybody.
0: Would you like to know the PSN's worst name movie? Sure, I would. This one comes from Nathan. Nathan writes in, just like you can. The kind of funny forums. Go there pop up your worst PSN name. Remember, it's got to be your bad PSN name. I don't want somebody played played in Rocket League. Nathan says, hey Colin and Greg, my worst PSN name of the week story is one of mistaken identities. I wasn't the most creative of youngsters, so when I got my PS3 on my 16th birthday, I was stumped for a name to have. I thought and thought while I went to go get pizza for dinner. In desperation, I settled on the name of the pizza place in my birthday and ended up with Papa John, 1706. Oh, my God. Papa John, 1706. That's awful. Now, while this isn't a particularly bad name, it has led to a lot of annoyance over the years. As my name is Nathan, and people online always call me John. Even people I know in real life. Or they've made jokes about how I must be fat. I no longer play online, as it's just easier to play alone than to explain my story. Please, Shuhei,
1: let us change our names. Nathan. Parentheses, not John. Papa John 1706. Ooh, six. Yeah. That's pretty bad. That's, That's not big... offensive. Or yeah, like no, it's polar. not the normal ones. That's just ones. bad.
0: That's just a bad name. That was yeah, a dumb a thing to do. Name. Don't Don't do that. Don't be Papa John's, everybody. Be yourself. Don't worry about it. But Shuhei, let Nathan change his name. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been a very special episode of P.S. I Love You XOXO. On location here at Rooster Teeth, of course, thank them for letting us use their space. Remember, it's up to you, ladies and gentlemen, now to go to kindoffunny.com slash tickets to get your Kind of Funny Live tickets. Uh, Remember, the Uncharted 4 Let's Play is up. And remember, this has been PS I Love You XOXO, the number one PlayStation podcast in the world. Kindoffunny.com's PlayStation podcast, so go there, subscribe to the channels, watch all the other shows, download all the other MP3s. This one goes live, 9 a.m., Tuesdays, Pacific Time, each and every time. YouTube.com slash kind of funny games. MP3 players around the world. All right. Services That's around enough. the
1: globe. That's all. You're finally going to go eat and sleep, Calm, You excited? I am I'm so excited. And then I'll get back to the hotel room and I won't sleep until 3 in the 8 morning. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then you're, Tomorrow, you're just tell me how tired you are. Yeah, of course. All right, yeah, great. It'll be, good. it'll be a good trip for both of us.
0: <laughs> Every episode of PS I Love You XOXO ends in a song, in a segment. We call! Singing a shoe, hey! You can go submit your song if you're one of these crazy artists at kindoffunny.com/psm. Remember, give me a YouTube link so I can annotate to you at the end of the video, and an MP3 so I can play the MP3 at the end of our MP3. What the fuck did you just say? You know that made sense. That made sense. There's
1: a pretty excessive use
0: of the term MP3. It makes sense to them, and they know this is yeah, the 30th episode of this. They understand they what's happening. Tired. This one is I'm another. So tired. <laughs> this is another repeat. Artist here for yeah. singing this shoe. Tack Track's back. Oh, okay. Tack Track says introspection in the world stage is the topic of this song off the new EP Delivery, available on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, and more. This song is called State of Affairs. Please subscribe to me on YouTube.com/tacktrack, T-A-K-T-R-A-C-K, and follow me on Twitter Tack and at Tack on other social networks. Please don't forget to check out TackTrackMusic.com. Enjoy Tack of course longtime supporter of us over on patreon put out this new album delivery we're happy to close out this month with this song state of affairs until next time this month it's been our pleasure to serve you yeah it doesn't make sense but we started the month of no it doesn't march yeah with attack track song and we're ending it yeah but it's like we're we're booking that month of shows Alright it, it really doesn't make sense But you understand What I'm driving at here Now that you explain listen, it then. Listen to track, everybody That's all you gotta do Bye
2: I put that book Right back on the shelf And realize All I need Is my mind and myself I put my life On the line When outside Never really know What type of bullets Could fly by This is my city And my city is fucked To even think Any different Is to self-destruct They on a mission And the mission not peace that's why we got the rage of a beast in these streets i can't believe all the shit we're going through no wonder all the kids need a bowl with the cold brew everybody got a finger on the trigger and they'll fuck you up like a white dude who says go figure time is just a grain away put me in your stereo or put me in my grave today Murder. A searcher, put me on the throne like a fucking usurper. Everybody but me is ballin'. Hit on the TV, the world is appallin'. It's too dark, like a shot to the heart. Don't get me mixed up, or I just might start. Might start like I'm so tired, cannot even see straight, deep behind a wall of which there is no front gate. But I got a car, donuts in the courtyard, pull out and just go forward, move on back then go forward. This is everything and everything is just standing. Switching and, switch and mold, planes, trains and lanes, then John Candy. Everybody's got a problem, this town. And me, I got some business and the business is so sound. I can't fathom, excuse me, madam. Why does trouble come on every eve like it's Adam? We let the evil out the manor and dressed it up And now we gotta pay for our sins Cause we fucked it up Everybody but me is ballin' Hit on the TV the world is appallin' It's too dark like a shot to the heart Don't get me mixed up or I just or might start God, not of all the great memories I had in my car As the world keeps darkening down I think about getting in the car and heading straight for downtown Get out the lane, fools, terror is coming home A bunch of bad movies come to life, that's all I know no, I don't got no wife, bro, cause I'm a hoe I will not conform to life or the status quo The city hangs on the edge of a knife And we got a lot of strife that need to get settled tonight So we gon' pull back up on the action and get these bitches' reactions When a motherfucker steady, I'll rap some Everybody but me is ballin' Hit on the TV, the world is appallin' It's too dark like a shot to the heart Don't get me mixed up or I just or might start Might start